Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Hello, everyone. Uh, Welcome to your Friday episode of Private Parts. Hey, today, people... Uh, it's a great, great episode because we have Jamali Maddox on. Now, Jamali is a stand-up comedian. He's done some incredible documentaries with Vice. Uh, he's on Gogglebox. He has some podcasts. Um, he's a well-known figure in the entertainment market. He's an incredible guy. And we sit and chat about so much today. We chat about religion. We chat about life. He's nearly died twice. He's gone blind I mean, there are some crazy things that go on in the episode. It's going to be an amazing one. So get ready for it. Remember also, we're on social media, we're on TikTok, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube at Private Podcast. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to our wonderful podcast. Okay, guys, here we go. Enjoy the episode with Jamali. I've given you an intro as well. So we just go flying into it. Oh, we've already done the intro. Yeah, yeah. Because what do you say about me? Ah, uh, man, I just said. I said I was excited about it. Okay. I said. Uh, I said I, I said I'm potentially going to talk to you about uh, your favorite meal of the day. Okay. Yeah. What yeah, is yeah. your favorite meal of the day? That's a, do you know what? It's a big question. It's a fucking big this question. This is a big man. question. Do you know what? You open strong. <laughs> Dude, like, I and I like know. that. That's that's podcasting one hundred and one because you open strong. So people are like, well, fuck, this is they're invested now. Um, that, do you know what, man? Like, I I'm I'm a big lunch guy, man. Whoa, yeah, right. That is out of do you know nowhere. Because I don't really. Because it's like I work. I wake up late, and then when I wake up, it's like, oh fuck, I gotta go work. So I miss breakfast. So you wake up late by mistake? It's like, oh fuck, I gotta go to work. Yeah, I, I wake up late a lot. 
It's like the, the fact that this is it's crazy that I'm here. Get out of here. I swear down, bro. Get, this is wild, fam. When, when, are you and when you told me the original time was an hour before this, bro, I nearly, I, I'll be honest with you, I nearly cancelled, bro. I ain't going to lie, bro. I was looking for a good excuse, bro. Man, I say, wait, what is your sleep cycle that you have? So what time do you go to bed and wake up? <laughs> I like that you think I have a sleep Dude, cycle. Yeah, man, you got a sleep cycle. I just sleep when I sleep, wake when I, when I wake up, man. <laughs> There's no cycle. You have an app, isn't it? I, I used to have an app and then yeah. it freaked me out. I didn't like it. Nah, I am... Um, but no, lunch. I, do, I like a dinner, actually. I'm a fuck lunch. I'm going to say dinner. Yeah, dinner's better. I hate when people say they like brunch. Commit yeah. to one, bro. I don't... I, but I think people like brunch because they can have like hash browns and stuff like that. That's why they like brunch, I think. Oh, they can have hash browns? You can't yeah. have hash browns? And... I, don't think, I don't think you can have them any time of day apart from if it's brunch. Yeah, I like... It. I know you're, you're a regimented man, isn't it? You talk, you talk about <laughs> sleep cycles and there is no eating hash browns after a certain time in your household, bro. Wait, so give me your reading. So what time do you go to bed typically? Um, it depends if I'm gigging. Do you go late? Yeah, because I'm gigging. And the thing is, when yeah. you gig, to go home, you can't just go bed because you're still up. Do you know what I'm saying? No, it's like, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm coming home from work. So I don't want to just go bed, like, you know, you watch a bit of TV or something. Mm. But maybe sometimes at 3. 3 a.m.? Yeah, about 3 a.m. What are you watching until 3 a.m.? Whatever you're watching, but just later. I'm not watching anything at 3 a.m. What well, are you no, watching? What you watch early in the day. <laughs> yeah, I just watch it. Yeah. It's, because it's like now it doesn't matter what time a show comes on. You're just going to watch it on OD anyway. I it? saw this. I saw this thing right where, this guy, you know, those like, those like sort of wannabe like alpha males who are on TikTok. Mm. They're like, you got to fucking yeah. wake up at like 4 a.m. Yeah, if you're yeah, not yeah, doing yeah, anything. Yeah. It's like wake up at 4, but go, but, you're, but you have to work until 2 a.m. <laughs> wake up at 4. Yeah. But the guy was like, you got to wake up at like, I'm up every day at 3 a.m. That's what he, he's like, well. What time do you go to? You must get it. Yeah. You must have seven hours sleep. Like yeah, that's like, so. You're going to bed at like. I know six. you're talking about, you're talking about the bodybuilder guy as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So yes. it's like, well, how are you resting your muscles to grow muscle? <laughs> you must be going to bed at six o'clock in the you're evening. You're going to bed at six in the evening. Which is actually bare lazy. <laughs> like if you went to bed, if you told me you went to bed at six six p.m., bro, like you got shit to do, bro. We go to bed at six for, bro. Yeah. Um, you're like, I go to bed at three a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go well, to fucking bed at no, three. It's like, yeah, it's that weird thing in there that sleep is mad important, but we, it's like that sort of hustle mentality of yeah. like, it's the one thing they keep on telling people they have to forget about. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. Money never sleeps. He goes, yeah, but money's not a human body. <laughs> like, it's it's like um, it's like uh. Was it James Dean's quote that I? You, do you remember Bebo back in the day? Bebo. Do you remember Bebo? It was like MySpace or it was like Facebook. Yes, that, yes, that yes, thing, yes. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you, we'll be way back there. Yeah, Bebo, yeah. yeah, Bebo. My Bebo status was live fast, die young. Oh, it's yeah. like the oh fuck. Where'd you, you grow? Rebels. Where did you grow up? <laughs> I grew up. Oh, well, I grew up kind of a London, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I was at boarding school. In, oh fuck it. So yeah, you was really fucking pushing oh, it full gear, in it. <laughs> you was really driving the wooden fifth gear up in boarding school. I was a rebel, baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where was your boarding school? It's a school called Radley, which was just outside Oxford. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And was you, at what age was you allowed to go roam in town and that? Never. Never? Yeah. I was, Up until like, so when did you leave? 16? I, I No, I left it. I left at 18. So I was at a- So at 18, they weren't letting you out. <laughs> That's it was, fucking mental. Dude, bro. it was crazy, man. That's bad. Like, because I think it's like, it is like, because I went college. I didn't yeah. go sixth form. Well, you, and you're London based, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in East London. And it's like a weird thing of, I remember there was people in school who were my age, but they still had to call people Mr. or Mrs. And they still had to say sir. And they had to ask permission to do things. When I was in college, they let, you could say, oh, I'm going for a fag break. Could you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no it was more free. It was sort of like, it was sort of like 
uni-ish. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No I know what like, you mean. Like there was, it was, it was quite free. You could just kind of, you you didn't have to go in. If you didn't go in, I weren't going to tell your mum, bro. Like, what, what do you like with authority? Oh, bad. Always been? Yeah. Since a little kid, yeah. It's always funny. I was, uh, I was writing like a new show and there was, there was something I wanted to do in the show. So I got all my, I asked my mum for all my old school reports. Yeah. My mum kept everything. Mum's that one that keeps everything. And I was looking at my old school reports and fuck me, they were bad, man. One, one, one described, they called me a ringleader. <laughs> and it was like, I'm in year eight. What a weird way to describe a child. Do you know what I'm saying though? Like you're describing a child. And you know that teacher must like, cause I think, cause I look back and I go, oh, a lot of those teachers were just my age now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's I like, know. and I hate some 12 year olds. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like 12 year old I've met where I'm just what? like, what a prick. <laughs> You never met like a little kid and you just go, fuck it, what a cunt. I feel, I feel intimidated around kids sometimes. <laughs> I do, I feel intimidated. When you I feel got, scared around kids? Yeah, I feel, not what? scared, I feel like intimidated. Um, and I feel how old are like, you? Uh, 21. <laughs> 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 I, 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 I had Bebo. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I am 34. Okay. Yeah. Are you secretive about your age or something? No, I'm not oh. secret at all. Um, but how you, old are you? I'm 32. Yeah. And I think we are just kind of like, we're at that weird age. We're, we're the same generation. Yeah. We, we're not old fucks, but we're not them. No, exactly. And we're kind of one of them things that sometimes- This is a weird age. Yeah, it's, and it's the first time in my life I've felt culturally, in terms of the new culture, lost. In terms of, like, I kind of don't understand what the fuck they're talking about. Like, they'll be like, oh, you know this thing? And I go, I'm, <laughs> no. No, and I don't know. the first time it's ever happened. Because, you know, we, we, we was on the pulse, mate. Dude, I was, I, I had my finger on the pulse all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I, I don't, like, the other day we were talking about being, if you, a cap. You know what cap means? Yeah, I know what cap means. You know yeah. you don't. Yeah, I do. Okay, that's... you're lying and shit, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, shit. I mean, I'm more on the pulse than you. No, you're not. I'm yeah, not, no, are, you, are you, you fucking ne- kidding me? I'm, uh, I, I do this podcast with loads of different ages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm freaking down, man. Yeah, down, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're down bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but no, it's, it's the first. Yeah, it's how been, does that work with comedy though? Okay, so mean? because it, like, okay, because when you're doing stand up, right, mm. the the aim, I suppose, right, is you want to you want to try and attract all ages because that's a good thing to attract. Or do you not? Or do you focus on a certain age group because that's the way that you can you can relate much more. <sighs> I don't... Because I would say that you relate to quite a wide range. Yeah, but it's not out of trying to. Because I think the problem is... I think is, you try to. I don't, no, generally, <laughs> because I think if you decide that it stops being honest, good comedy, in yeah. my opinion, or not even good, good, good's a, a bad word to use, but I think it's it stops, for me, I can't write honestly about that because it's kind of like, I just got to write what I think's funny and whoever comes to that, comes to that. Yeah. And I think when you start being like, oh, I'm going to write this so I get this audience and write that so I get that audience. It's like, you might financially recoup off that, but I think it, I wouldn't feel good. And I don't think I could re- keep on recreating it. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I maybe hit once or twice with it, but I would never keep recreating it. All I can recreate is something I enjoy making. So I, I try not to like... That's great. Do you know what I'm saying? No, like yeah, that. but that's I, I find that sometimes hard to do when... I don't know why I do. Like, like it's got bills, and then you start. You, I think, I think as well, falling into those traps, yeah, right? Because you, you enjoy, cause we start doing this because we enjoy it, yeah, or for whatever reasons. And then after a while, when it becomes your pay packet, you start realizing, and then you get responsibilities because, like, but we're in the same age. We're we're, we're in our thirties exactly. now. It was all good in your twenties, running around, and then you kind of go, ah, you know, 
tomorrow seems like it's never gonna come. Yeah. But then now we're older. I think you said you're married, right? Yeah, I'm married. Yeah. yeah. And it's like you know, and it's it's tough, right? You know, you've got responsibilities now, but and I think it's um, people say thirties is a good age. Thirties is a good age, but it's also a tough age because it's like yeah. you, you start to you start to having to be serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and are you in a relationship, mate? I'm not. I'm dating, but not. You're dating, married, right? right? No. When you you go into relationship, you go you like I'm married and stuff, but I still feel really young. Yeah, and uh, but then it's like all these sort of responsibilities and stuff. It's like we spend our life mm. like trying to find responsibilities, mm. and then when we get the responsibilities, we try and run away from yeah, them. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I think you, you search for some purpose, and I think a responsibility is the purpose. And I think it's like you know, it's like you know, I want to be married and have kids. That's your that's your like goal. And then when you get them, it's it's not just a thing you once you reach it and then it's over yeah, yeah it's yeah. not like you looked for a wife and you found a lovely woman then you married her and it's yeah. like all right it's like no marriage <laughs> takes work you know what i mean it's like it's a constant thing and i think that's kind of the thing that you know i forget sometimes it's like oh just because i've achieved the thing it doesn't mean that it ends there it's like i've got the achievement i've got the medal it's like no it's then it's the new thing of working in that Talk, talk, yeah, talk to me about religion because yeah. you 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 say you're Buddhist, right? No, I was. I, I I was playing with it. I was more. That was more about. See, what happens is sometimes you'll say something on stage and someone takes it and writes it down and then it becomes true. <laughs> okay. Do you know what I'm saying? What the joke was is about me going to a Buddhist center. Yeah, and I went Buddhist center for like maybe like I was going for maybe like two years. Really? Yeah, I stopped going. I, I, Why like, did you stop going? just life got in the way and stuff and yeah. you know and i was sort of like when it comes to buddhism there's certain aspects that i liked and there's some aspects i just didn't believe in you know yeah. and that's the thing about me about religion i think it gets to a certain point where we could have a you know you talk to a religious person whether it be you know any abrahamic religion or whatever religion and it's like you know you have a logic about debate and philosophy and this and well you know, how could you be here if they didn't exist? And it, you know, and you get into all these debates and then really what it comes down to is, I believe it. You mm. know what I'm saying? Once mm. you strip away all the arguments, really it comes down to, it's because I believe this happened mm. or this is true. And I just, I just don't really believe in it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, I don't believe it's true. Like, I just don't. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just, I just don't. Like, you, the logic <laughs> starts. Listen, and then, that's like, that's when it starts, isn't yeah. it? Just don't actually believe yeah, it. Yeah, I just don't believe it. <laughs> I just don't believe it. I just it. don't. <laughs> like, and it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Your, your, your logic is sound, but I just don't believe that happened. <laughs> Everything you're saying, I do not believe it happened. And so it's like, I don't. Um, so, this is an aspect of Buddhism I liked. And I do think, you think. Do you think it's important, though? I like religion? the practice of. Is it important? Yeah. To what? Well, it, we talked about purpose earlier, just right? Society or it, just society? Well, maybe what it does, right? It built civilizations and stuff. I mean, it definitely had a purpose. I don't know. I felt Do you I, think it gives people a purpose though? Yeah. Because what happens then is like, you, we sort of, you know, we have all these questions right in life, mm. right? Okay. Do we get married? Do we not? Do we mm. uh, have kids? Do we not? Do we get this job? Do, what, what is our whole point of being here, right? And actually, if you bring religion into your life, perhaps that gives you that sort of total purpose well we're doing it for a higher being we're doing it towards a higher purpose yeah. and actually so then you can kind of just flow through life doing different things and also it teaches you good and bad and it's supposedly and all these different things like, yeah, well, how have I, we got I, I believe, this is big no, this is big yeah but this no, but is I, big i think you can find sort of philosophical morality without it do you know what i mean like i don't i don't think it's sort of like the be all and end all i think it helps certain people 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? No? Yeah. It's sort of like, it's like anything. I think, you know, because it's religion and we sort of pull it on this thing as like, it's that. Then, you know, it's, we sort of look at it and revere it more when it's like, there's a lot of things that help people that don't help other people. And yeah. we sort of just accept that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so like, you know, like you might be going, I'm stressed. I like swimming. I, I fucking hate swimming. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But that's your thing. So I think it's like, just because it's religion, we've got to pull it on this. Like, when really it's just like anything. It's like, it works for some people and it doesn't work for others. Do you know what I mean? It's quite a good way of thinking about it. And it's just, it just doesn't, for me, it's just not my thing. Like I never grew up, and I think, you know. But then why, this, did you turn to, why did you turn to Buddhism then for a bit? Because it's sort of like out of all of them. Yeah. It's the one where it's kind of just like... You didn't like Scientology? No. <laughs> I feel like no. you could have been into oh, that. I think, do you know what? I think if I did, I'd go deep. Yeah. And I'd be like, I'd be like, I want to hit the highest level. Like yeah. I'd be wearing You're that. You're going to pay for those bro, levels. You'd be, I'll be there standing next to Tom Cruise in the Admiral fucking shirt with a fucking hat saluting. And, bro, I'll be deep, bro. I'll be deep. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if there's an Illuminati, sign me up, bro. I'm deep, bro. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, I'm going I, deep next yeah, to yeah, Tom yeah. Cruise. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going deep, fam. I'm going to be that. You know, like when people try to film him and there's like people harassing the filming. People. Yeah, they're, they're, I'll film, be they're filming like that. <laughs> I'll be that guy harassing people. <laughs> like I'm going, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. he doing with the camera? Oh yeah, Jamal is a Scientologist enforcer now. <laughs> Just harassing people, bro. No, um. I think out of all the religions, like it just seems like the one that's just the most chill in terms of like, ah, yeah, 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 fine. And I kind of liked that. And it was like, and there's also- And I, reincarnation. I, yeah, but I enjoyed the practice of meditation. That's, that's, that was most of it for me, was the practice of going to meditation and going to, um, uh, um, fuck so man, I- my brain's freezing. Um, that's because that's because you meditated too much. Yeah, yeah. Going to med meditation classes and sort of um, you know and being, like sound being present, being present is and cute. being present. And and I thought I struggled with that for a long time. And I think going because really for me going to the Buddhist center was the act of setting something out. So it's like at one p.m. I'm going here, and for an hour I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not thinking about my career. I'm not thinking about my relationships. I'm not thinking about anything for that hour. All I'm doing is focusing on my breathing and I'm not thinking about anything else. And for that, that's the purpose it served for me. Do you know what I mean? It's just that for that time of the day, that was purely just to be present and to breathe. Because I think, you know, even just you, even just the act of breathing, we do it so normally yeah. that you don't even think about yeah. breath. Do you know what I'm saying? No, you don't I think know. about breathing in heavily and, you know what I'm saying? Breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. Like we, we, we don't think about When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite 
of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Something like we're meant to be taking something like um I think I, I, I'm going to butcher the numbers, but we're yeah. meant to be doing something like I don't know 28,000 breaths. Mm. Um, a day or yeah. something cool, something crazy. Yeah, that's how much we got to do a day. It's like you got to drink this much water. Yeah. I ain't drinking that much water. <laughs> Fuck off. Some days I go, that's too much. much water, bro. Man, if I get, yeah. yeah, like, I would oh. drink a lilt. Yeah, a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, give me a can of lilt, bro. If I'm in the desert, bro, give me some lilt, bro. We good to go, bro. Who the fucking give me water, bro? Because sometimes this water, drinking water's dead. <laughs> You know what I mean? Though? You know, sometimes you like you drink a water and just go, bro, I'd rather have a lil. I, I, I listen. <laughs> lil was the funniest kind of juice yeah, you could have yeah, said yeah, as well. So I don't good. know why that was funny as hell, lil. But going back to, so the meditation, right, is true. Yeah. We're meant to take like 28,000 breaths a day, but apparently what we're doing is like 42,000. Mm. So we're all here yeah, the whole time. Some deep breaths. Yeah, but, and also, look, speak openly as you want to. Typically when people talk about meditation, I've always tried to do it. Mm. But that that sort of helps with the anxieties and mm. and your head being a bit noisy, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, have you? Yeah, yeah, I've got like a loud brain. Same. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's, that's one of the reasons I'm up to 3 a.m. Do you know what I'm saying? Because that's when it kicks off. You know what I mean? That's when, Talk the, to me, open that's when like, the head movie starts. Oh, man. I, I, I Recently at the moment, since getting married, actually, mm. um, yeah, anxiety has been a lot higher. I don't know why. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Sometimes, you know when it just kicks in and it's like, mm. you, you think you sort of conquered it. Mm. You think you've passed it and you're like, this is, yeah, I've got this. I've but got why this. do you think you passed it? Because your uh, your insecurities are less, your oh, your yeah, yeah, yeah. your uh, your head is less loud, your OCD is less, whatever the things you're like. Yeah, I'm yeah, over, yeah, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. And then suddenly, boom, it just comes back. Yeah, it's a weird. Do you know, I think about this the other day. It's weird that people with angst or people with insecurities or people with are sort of drawn to the same jobs we do, which create so much of it. Do you know what I'm saying though? But we're sort of exactly that. We're magnetically drawn to it even though it's something that causes so much of the issue. Do you know what I'm saying? No, because yeah. you're kind of putting yourself out there. So if you're insecure about, say if you're insecure about your looks, yeah. you're on TV, you're going to get messages of people telling you. <laughs> you look shit. Yeah, it just is. You yeah. know what I mean? It's kind of part and parcel of it and we kind of accept it, but it's that weird thing of we're magnetically drawn to the thing that is causing it. Well, you know give I mean? that to me then. So, you know, you, you were known for stand-up. Yeah. And... That or, you know, when I take it, talk to a lot of comedians, a lot of the time that comes out is that, okay, it, we, I, I felt, you know, if I spoke, I spoke to Ivo Graham, I think the other day, who said such uh, a great thing. Ivo, oh man, isn't great he? Great guy. Great. Funny. Really funny, funny, but really good guy too, man. Really funny. Really good. He said, when I started doing comedy, I just suddenly came into um, this place where these different sort of misfits from different places came together. Mm. But that sort of counteracts what you said, because your report says you were a ringleader. So you typically probably were a bit, you were popular, maybe you were, you were a bit of like a leader in a sense, which goes against what some comedians are. Comedians are typically a bit self-conscious a bit awkward and i wouldn't i wouldn't what say you're well, awkward see you does know, that make sense i think yeah no i know exactly, I know exactly what you're saying i think i was a introverted extrovert and i think that 
Um, I sort of like, even though I wasn't, you know, I can sort of come out of my shell, I can talk to people, I can do all them things. It's still, my head was still not that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I mm. think I overcompensated on a lot of it because I felt this way. Mm. I would, do you know what I'm saying? Mm. You know what I'm saying? It was because I felt small, I wanted to be big. Yeah, do you, know what I'm saying? So you I overcompensated. Yeah, so thing, I overcompensated. So you, you'd be louder, you'd and, be funnier, you'd be this. And I think this. with a school thing, I mean, I was sort of like uh, uh, really young. Uh, they, I got diagnosed with uh, a diagnosis. I got, I got told I had dyslexia and dyspraxia from a young, young age. What age were you? I was in primary school. They sort of guessed it in primary school. And, but like when I got, that's almost embarrassing at that yeah, age. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why it is. It was when I got diagnosed with it. They, it was still like they, okay. So you had the, in the, in the, so that was like maybe the early 2000s. So in like the 80s, 90s. So in the 80s, it never existed. Mm. In the 90s, they kind of knew it existed. In the early 2000s, they knew it existed, but they didn't quite know nothing about it. Yeah. And it's like, when I was a kid, it was, um, it, it, like if you've got dyslexia now, it's like you have a gift. But when I had it, they put you in special ed. Do you know what I mean? And uh, you had seen as like dumb. Like, yeah. And I, there was a lot of, I remember like there would be a lot of like um, trial stuff. So I would like, you know, they put me on certain like, uh, like cod liver oil tablets or I would have to go to this place in London. And it was, they were trying to find a cure for it, basically. Really? Is the sort of energy it was. And I remember like I'd have to do a lot of things and I'd hated it and I would have to get tests. And I was always getting tested for everything. And then they would tell me I had some and I didn't, you know, you have ADHD, you don't have ADHD, you have, and it was just like a lot of that. That's confusing. Yeah, yeah. And it was, and I really hated it and it was uncomfortable. And I remember like, they wanted me to wear these special shoes and I'm like, and I'm just like, I'm not fucking wearing them shoes. What like, shoes? Like, cause I had this Brexit and it's something to do with your muscle. Okay. And so basically like, there'll be times where I'm walking, say me and you're walking down the street, I might veer into you. Yeah, I know a lot of people who yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah that's quite I, common in loads yeah, of ways. Yeah, if I veer into you and stuff like that. So they want me to wear these like clap shoes, bruv. And back in my day, bruv, you couldn't even wear Reebok, bruv. You had to wear night. If I didn't see that tick, you're getting smoked, bruv. You know what I'm saying? Like, bruv, they are coming for you, bruv. You better wear them nights, bruv. You know what I'm saying? I know back you probably wore Donny and that, but you had to wear night. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bubba had high-tech squash, but like you had to wear night. My green flash. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to wear, and like, so I was like, but I ain't fucking wearing, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you had to wear your shoes. No, I wouldn't wear them. I refused. And they were like, you know, it's going to get worse. I was like, bro, I'll be in a wheelchair with the fucking Nikes, bro. I don't give a shit. He said, what the fuck are you talking to, bro? I don't care. And then, so I would have, and they would want me to put insoles in my shoes. And yeah. I didn't want to, and you just want to be normal. You, you, what be, you consider as normal, right? That's you what you in. consider normal, you know? And, and I remember they would like, uh, and then when I went secondary school, they would try to like, you know, and they put me in like a lot of low sets, you know, somewhat special ed classes. And, uh, and it's frustrating because you're, you know, you're not, and, and, and also it's just, you know, being told, you know, I remember this is, this was like that. I, I think I might say this on another podcast, but I'll tell it again. Is there was a defining moment. And it's one thing I tell you about the school reports is from year seven to eight, yeah. it was all like, he's a bit misbehaving, but he's fine. But then there was a change and like you could see it in the school reports is I was, it was a French class. I remember this teacher, we had a substitute teacher and she uh, called me behind class and she goes, uh, I want to talk to you behind the class. So I spoke to her and then she said to me, uh, what do you want to be when you're older? And this is young, everyone wants to be a lawyer or fucking something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and then and she I said lawyer doctor I don't know and she goes uh, with this handwriting you'll be nothing right and I'm and then from then you could see on the school report the change do you know what I mean there was like a big change and I negative think, or negative negative, negative. negative oh it was it was it was oh, yeah, no, no, positive yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh from then I really I really pulled my socks up and fucking started working. <laughs> No. So was it positive? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I really do it. I took the criticism. No. I took it on board. No, no, no. That no, is no. It heavy. was it was over. And then from then it was always suspension, you know, just gave up really. And it was yeah, and I and I think, you know, and that and to going back to insecurity, you know, that was, you know, and I just felt like nothing for a long time. So even though I was, you know, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, I was probably well, you just, I, I think popular is a, a weird word, but, but you know, I bet you, it, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't, you know, I was sort of You were in the crowd, you were in yeah, the crowd. I was outgoing and, you know, but in the back of my mind. And it was, I guess a lot of it was to be, you know, funny or to be whatever. You want to be noticed, so you had to find yeah, something. Yeah, and also to kind of, if I could be everything else, yeah. they wouldn't notice this. Do you know what I'm saying? Now, it's so funny. You, you're, you're trying to fit in so much in so many ways yeah. that you don't want anyone to see your true self. Nothing. And you and you just, and you know, and just, yeah, really sort of like um, acting up and stuff. Dude, like it's so that. funny. I, I, I had that for so long. It, it, yeah, where you you fight so hard for people not to actually find out who you mm. truly are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you, someone said to me, you have sort of four different personalities, one with your family, one with your friends, one with yourself, and one with your partner. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, you yeah. do, you you sort of a chameleon in these different places. Yeah. It's very hard to be yourself yeah. and you're only kind of really yourself when you're by yourself yeah 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 yeah. true genuine self yeah which is tricky right it is tricky it is tricky and i think there's not sometimes there isn't something wrong with it i think you kind of got to keep something for yourself a yeah. little bit I, I i i'm i'm and i don't mean like your true self i think you should be your true self but i think there is certain things that you can kind of you know because I, I think you can burn out hold things back yeah i think, I think <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. burn out I, I, that is true being everything all the time and i think sometimes it's it's all right just to and then you know and then and give it and, and then when you do give it to or let someone see it it's someone that you know is sort of warranted to see it not just oh, give it to deep, everyone dude. No, that is that, you're talking about love right there Love, you're talking man. about you're love. You're fucking married one. You, you're the right. fucking lover, hey, man. Listen, mate, you're talking about love right yeah. there. Yeah, I gotta oh, wait for that one person to open up. Did to you? Uh, where did you get married? In Sodor Grande in Spain, mm. and it was That's it was nice. yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, it, yeah, it was it was just incredible. But what happens is that you go through this like huge sort of process or like yeah. big moment, and then it finishes, and you're like, whoa, yeah, like that. They're, they're sort of. Do you feel different? Uh, I, I feel in terms a, of that, the relationship, I feel a little relationship bit different. different. But you have something called wedding blues. Like mm. you really ha like have them because you're you're leading up towards this amazing thing, and then it finishes. Then you're like, okay, and you mm. for a year, well, in our sense, for a year we were sort of organizing this thing, and then yeah. you don't have that. Yeah, I guess so, it was such like a um, such a big part of your and life. such a big life moment. Yeah, something such you're a, looking forward to. Yeah, I want to know though. Also, with you, you said you expulsion and suspension, or suspension stuff like that. How bad a route did you go down? Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. No. No, I mean. But then when did you find comedy? Because that is the thing that then you go, okay, this is what I like. I, I, firstly, I get this instant feedback. Uh, Secondly, I get to use, I get to be like a wordsmith and things like that and use funny things, connect different people. Yeah. And and finding something that I think comedians are amazing because when they find that, they know they like it. That's an amazing moment. Yeah, but I mean, I think I did my first show at like 16, 17. I did oh, like that's a, so young. Yeah, I did like a little open mic, and I didn't do comedy again for a while. 
And there may be around 18, 19, 19. I started doing it again. And then I started taking it seriously around 21. And then I went full time at like 23. And um, yeah. What is the moment that you decide to go full time? Because also to tangentially, you went to Salford University. Yeah. You dropped out because you had blood poisoning from yeah, a tattoo. Yeah, yeah. There's another story as well, basically. That Give me these stories. Oh, what, yeah. Okay. So I can tell you, I'll tell you all of them. There was one, so there was, this is one story is they, so the course I did had a comedy section for the third years. Okay. And by this time I was, I had done comedy for a couple of years, but I had moved to Manchester because I wasn't getting no work in London. So I moved, because I heard at the North, there was all these gigs that paid and I got there and no one wanted to fucking book me. <laughs> and so I went, so fit. <laughs> so it's like the, the gold, like yeah. the gold like thing, like, oh, if we go up there, there's going to be loads of it. Yeah, Let's yeah. <laughs> it's like you think you're going to go to Zion and it's just a barren wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> so like Manchester's a utopia yeah, of, like, of comedy. Fucking, yeah. And then, so I went there and I fucking, I hardly went in. I weren't really doing the course. And then they said, at the third years did like stand up and Jason Manford came in to like watch the third years and give him notes. And then he was like, any of the first years want to do stand up? And so I went up and it was just in front of the class and I did like two, three minutes. And then uh, Jason Manford just looked at me. He goes, yeah, just quit uni. He goes, you're a comic. Oh, fuck with it. Fuck this off. And he goes, there's no point you being here. Like, you're, you're a comic. He goes, he goes, any notes slow down a bit. Yeah, just quit. And um, That is a wicked story. Yeah. Yeah, he told me to quit uni. Yeah, he said, he said, he said you're a comic. He goes, it's not for you. He goes, comic, just be a comedian. He goes, you're there. He goes, you know. That is really cool. Yeah. And and so wait, hang on, what you were studying what? Uh, it was almost acting with comedy practice, but it was yeah. just an acting course, really. I, I, honestly, I couldn't tell you what the course was because I never went in. <laughs> like I think I, I think I did. Honestly, I think I went to like two lectures. I did. I did. I did Where did you go? I theatre promise at Leeds, and honestly, uh, I, I, man, I, I reckon as well four lectures. Yeah, about my, four lectures. I didn't have a library card to my last term of my last year. I didn't have Damn, a library card. That's funny as shit. Yeah, I didn't. I, I just for me again, it was just like. Life was experience. it all performance? All performance. Yeah. And, and some was written as well, but I just... I, yeah. Okay, guys, that's the end of part one. Uh, all you got to do is go and click over to part two. It's very simple, and you can listen to the rest of the episode with Jamali. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.